This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 20 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the damn right bizarre aspects of life as we have conversations with people from all over the world. We have a first time for the show. Today, I'm joined by one of the listeners. Mike was nice enough to jump on today to talk to us about something he's been researching and deep diving on that I think many Aussies will get a kick out of. Mike, welcome. Uh, good afternoon, Drew. Well, good morning to you. So yeah, it, yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, you letting me come on and uh, just having a you know a little chat with you about yeah about the Ducky Boys that uh, got stuck in San Francisco Bay. It's a pretty cool story, and I'm still kind of uh, getting into it. Yeah, yeah. Now this is something I'd never actually ever heard of, and my ears instantly pricked up as soon as you mentioned it. And yeah, let's get stuck into it. Who were the Ducky Boys, or who are the Ducky Boys? Okay, from what I understand, from what I know, the Ducky Boys, it was a penal ship headed to Australia, got turned around, and two other boats that were along with it got, well, they got moored in San Francisco Bay. And they weren't, supposedly, they were locked down. There were three boats turned into a dreadnought. So they had one big, huge ship. They weren't supposed to get off this ship. They're supposed to stay there because they're all convicts. But you know how you know how you guys enjoy yourselves and the Barbary Coast at the time is not going to keep them on that ship long. So yeah, they were able to get off the ship and have have a really good old fun time. And one of the great San Francisco fires was blamed on those guys. You know, oh yeah, hey, we're just going to blame it on these guys that just got too rowdy because they didn't like hanging out on their prison ship. You know, it. <laughs> really cool story it's like okay so they got turned around sent back they got sent back got stuck in san francisco bay and that's that's really where it kind of stopped from there and i'm trying to get more into it i one of the weird beefs that i'm reading about is that they did not like the fire departments at the time they were known for getting into huge gang fights, gangs of New York style gang fights with the firefighters at the time. What year did I'm this like, take place? The Ducky Boys, it was 18, I think it was 18, it was 1870, 18, no, 1886 or 87, I think. I'd have to look it back up. But it, it, it was pretty interesting. When when they you know it's just it's a cool story. I'm trying to find because I I haven't really found any total names to go with it, but it's it's documented that the ship was there and there was people aboard it and stuff. But it's 
actual characters and people references that's what i'm trying to find out about like who were these people on the boat and like what type of influence did they have in that area because it's a it's a really cool story i mean have you heard of the barbary coast at all i have yeah i definitely have um it's interesting that it's in the, the late 1800s because a lot of people may not know this especially the american listeners australia started as a penal colony in 1788 so it's not that long after the american war of independence so the british yeah. had to naturally pivot away from the americas and they needed a new penal colony which became australia so for the, to be that late in the game they're still sending prison hulks to australia just shows how much you're <laughs> used as a prison for the longest time and we didn't actually become our own recognized country until federation in 1901 that's how long we were a prison colony for yeah that that's pri- prison hulk that's so funny i haven't heard that name used for like ships just stuck together for a while so i'll just <laughs> take them to yeah it's yeah it's pretty interesting about how that what well, the whole san francisco history is like honestly i think san francisco is a lot older than they tell us for one mm. and i definitely think there's you know i think there's a connection to old old san francisco and probably like uh god was the old picture the old victoria and old sydney harbor it's just it's it's you know when you really start looking at the construction and stuff it's really interesting i you know it's kind of different tan you know it's like the whole reset thing you know you know and it's just but like back to the ducky boys it's just really interesting how they got they got a lot of bad rap for the stuff that was going on at the time. Like they were getting accused of tons of Shanghaian people. They were getting accused of it. it, You know, there was easily the scapegoats for what was going on. That that's what was really just just so such a cool story behind it all, man. Just such. And it's. Did they happen to be Scotch Irish at all? Like the, the majority of convicts that were sent our way. Oh, I, I would think so. I mean, uh, uh, wh- well, who else? Would, who else is he <laughs> like, in, bro? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's just a really cool, fascinating story. I'm just trying to because, like, you there's a lot of bullshit stories. You know, you'll hear about little. You know, this group of uh, a couple. Of this group of duckies moved over to here, but there's never a name. To that's what is so intriguing. It's like, okay, there's more to the story when they don't give you any truths. There's only Robin Hood figures that you can never find out who the fuck really was Robin Hood, you know? And it's always it's just, an over-exaggerated story or a fantastical yeah. story based around some kind of small true event. Now, I'm thinking, yeah. this is my imagination running a little bit wild here, Mike, but do you think it's possible that, like you said, they were the scapegoats for one of the larger fires that happened in San Francisco? Do you think it's possible they deliberately turned that ship, the prison Hulk, and sent it there knowing that these young men would get rowdy and angry and possibly go out and just cause all kinds of trouble and issues? I think it was part, I think it was, I think that's how the system worked at that time. They, they, they would take your, your, you know, your penal, what, if they had a problem, add a little bit more fire to it that's it's a way to cover it's a way to cover your butt having a scapegoat you know it's like oh it's it wasn't us because you know it was those guys that have been moored in the san francisco bay forever 
you know, and it, it, it definitely, definitely, it was definitely a scapegoating. Told, I mean, because like there's that's that's the thing. There's three fires in San Francisco that people. Everyone thinks there's only one great fire. There's three fires in San Francisco. One when it was kind of first started to be built. The second one, the Ducky Boys did, <laughs> and the third one, the Great Fire after the so-called earthquake, you know, or whatever you think happened there, which is just really bizarre too. So, so he, here's a thought then, like. Being at that point in the 1800s, we definitely know the British and the Americans didn't have the the best relationship post-war of independence. Oh, no. (laughs) It it really makes my mind boggle because there there was an American Navy, no matter how small it was at the time, realistically, there was an American Navy that they allowed this prison hulk full of British scum and dregs into their harbour and then let them on shore. What if there's the chance that a lot of these ducky boys were royal british navy that were sent in to stir up issues in the americas because wasn't there another attack in in america where the canadian army marched down and tried to burn down the white house how does it correspond timeline that to was that? A, that war of 1812 1812 so it's a little bit after that still yeah yeah, yeah. but there was it makes well you know they had the same playbook i mean it's a same playbook just different tech that's the way I look mm-hmm. at it. You know, same story. We just are digital now. Analog then, digital now. That's that. That's where we got the fuckers by the balls. We know the <laughs> game plan. You know, it's just we got to figure out the technology. But, yeah, I'm just going to look something up real quick on the Ducky Boys. Yeah, You know, I've never looked into that. The, so, is, is that proven that? The royal, some of the royal marines were placed in the penal cult. Like, well, that's, well, that's what I'm thinking because we know that there was the the time where the British mustered their forces and marched a whole heap of Canadians down to attack you in the 1800s. We know that there were British um, spies and liaisons in the during the Civil War ready to attack whoever survived the war, depending on who they wanted to to win. So it makes me wonder whether for the longest time during the American early days of independence, whether the British were sabotaging things within the nation, like a guerrilla warfare type of a thing. Oh yeah. I, 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 uh, that's, I, I think, I, I definitely think that would have been, you know. And whether they were Royal Marines or whether they were just the convicts that they dumped there, either way they're getting the same effect, aren't they? It, it could have been their Wagner group. Yeah. You know, it could have been their version of the Wagner group, you know, like what the Russians did with convicts. They'll bring you, hey, you guys want to get out? Do a little bit, you know, you'll get a little bit extra. We're going to put you here for a while. Create mayhem. We don't give a shit. Because, you know, the English, Britain's like whole, like the whole spy and intelligence agency. They've been going all around for a lot longer than everybody thinks. Everybody thinks it was just Winston Churchill that started it. It's like, no, no, he learned from these older dudes. And, you know, and we, you know, we know the story about who really, you know, who were, you know, high up Masons running stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they know how to manipulate the masks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, we, know that, have- we know that they've got those Crowley connections and the esoteric type of sides as well with all their, their secret societies. Yeah. Well, see, that's another thing. I mean, I'm not trying to get too far off the subject about the Ducky Boys, but see, I'm trying to see if there's a link to 
Alistair Crowley in Marin County, which is a county south of me, because there's the Marin coastline has a place called Inverness, and there's just really there's names that you could almost really associate with areas he stayed at, at you know, during his travels. Yeah, Inverness, Scotland. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it, it that and if anyone that you know that's been to that area of Marin County or that Marin Headlands will tell you it feels creepy as fuck there. It does. It just feels creepy. Plain and simple. It just feels creepy. So, yeah, it has a weird tie. So, so yeah. these ducky boys, they came in, they were eventually let off the ship. They went around, they rabble roused, they got into all sorts of trouble and they were pinned on one of these great fires. How much of San, San Francisco was burnt down? Was it like an entire burning down? Like you hear of like the London city burning? Oh, it was, it was a complete, it was a complete, devastation top to bottom down burnt down great way to get rid of some ancient architecture then isn't it (laughs) well it's a great yeah definitely great way to start over god now you totally got me thinking like the way it does when i can't find names into it and it looks more like you're just reading old school yellow journalism headlines in a way about like and the ducky boys are at it again (laughs) instead yeah that yeah, I can see how that would totally work because, especially yeah. with the the limited information around it, it tells you the big events, but not the big players in the game so much. Because yeah. you can you can look at Australian history with you can look at every single penal colony ship or prison hulk that arrived in Australia. They have the name of every convict, what they were sentenced for, where they went to live, how long they were they were incarcerated for, and I'm pretty sure you could find that on the British side as well. So it makes me wonder whether a lot of that information has been obfuscated for a reason. Well, and you would, I mean, just the way California is and the way we are here, if there would have been anybody, any like uh, descendants of any of those dudes that lived on that prison hulk, you would definitely would have heard about it or would have heard like some story by now. That's what I like. So, because it is, it's a very, you know, you would have heard, because like, I've actually, I mean, they said that there was over 700 guys, 700 men on three different ships, or I, I, I guess that's probably, that's quite a few people, man. And I've never heard of someone saying, I'm a descendant of this person. No, now, you be, yeah, if you go 700 dudes. Back in the late 1800s, Barbary Coast, they're going to be knocking boots whenever they can. Someone. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And especially, so, right? especially when you take into consideration its its similarities to like gangs of New York, like you said, everyone in that part of America, if they've got some kind of connection to prominent people of that time, they're quick to tell you about it. So to have something very similar happen yeah. on, on the West Coast and no one's talking about it, that's just, it's very strange. What okay? Well, this this is what what's strange. When we had the big fires up here in California, when you could see all the burn scars, you could see shit tons of hydraulic mining areas, the old scars from it. So you're like, wow, they did a lot more hydraulic mining around here than they ever said. You know, with the hydro with a water monitor, yeah, yeah. These, yeah. They blast everything down. Yeah, that's one really cool thing about the fires up here. You really got to see the hillsides. Like, oh, shit. So, so you Hicks, know, but 
Here's some wild speculation for you then. And I think a lot of people, the old world people love this. It's pretty well known that the West Coast of America was the last great frontier where it was populated and built up. It took a long time to get around via boat, so people crossed on wagons and that's how they got there. Imagine how much ancient architecture or old world stuff was found where San Francisco was. And what's the possibility now that the British not wanting that to fall into the hands of these Americans who have bested them in a war of independence, they sent over a, a small standing army disguised as these convicts and they went in there and they burnt everything to the ground. That, 700, you know, 700 dudes is a sizable force. Doesn't matter how big the city is, they could spread out very easily. Oh, well, and especially the type of people you had in that force. They're not, it's, you know, you're not going to be your militos, you know, I just, I got busted for stealing tea type of guy. <laughs> Depends on what social class you're from. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really, well, you know, I, have you heard about the whiskey caves in San Francisco? You no, I haven't. Tell me about them. Okay. There is these old whiskey caves that people said, oh, these were made during Prohibition so the rum runners could bring it in from their boats into the bay. But it's like, there's no way in hell these caves were made in that amount of time just for fucking Prohibition. Yeah, that's a lot of work to go through to smuggle booze. And Prohibition didn't realistically didn't last a long time in the great no. span thing. So you've got to think, were these caves already there or did they push themselves to dig these caves for a small amount of profit they would have made? But yeah, there's, I know a couple guys that do splunking in San Francisco and they go, dude, there's places in that town that are deep that like go, go, you know, quite a few feet below ground and they let everybody know. And there's, you know, it's like any old town. They just built over this shit, dude. And it's just so cool. You know? Yeah, I'm really... Yeah, yeah, like, I've never... Never heard of once. There's not even a... There should be at least one town named after one of the people from that ship. In that area. Is there... In know? San Francisco, Is there, are there any, like, plaques saying this is where the point where the Ducky Boys burnt down such and such building? No, or there, nothing? You know what? I don't think there is. I've never looked into that. Uh, that's one thing I really need to do is take a trip down to Frisco and go and look for Cause like I've been down there last couple months to palace of fine arts, but not really looking. So, but like I'll have to look into that. The other uh, cool character of that area of San Francisco at the time was emperor Norton. And he was just this really uh, e- uh, eccentric, eccentric guy. He's like the uh, mascot of uh, God. What's this group called? Uh, it's an MC club, N- not the one that everyone's. God, not the good. Old, I'm trying to remember, but he's. He's a uh, he's he wears a big old top hat and stuff like that. You know, well, that's just straight up Masonic ties. You guys <laughs> going 
man. And you know, when you see stuff like that, you're going, God, God, now I can't remember. It's not the good old boys either. Damn it. So what was this guy standing that he referred to himself as the emperor? What was he doing? Was he a, a criminal in the area or was he okay, a okay. rich person? He was a self-proclaimed emperor of the Gold Coast and the Barbary Coast of California. <laughs> he printed his own money. And it's just, a, it's, it's like, I'm trying to find out more about that cat too because he played a trippy role in the history of san francisco and like i said he's you know he he's he uh his figure he his figurehead is associated with a couple pretty like the clampers i don't know if you ever heard of them it's like this it's like a kind of like a motorcycle group but not really but their guy, their you know, like their figurehead, their founding father, or whoever they look, like looked up, look up to, is Emperor Norton. And it's just, it, it's you know, it all it all dribbles back down the fucking masons. I'm sorry, for <laughs> it, does. They yeah, are, it does. They're not just the architects of buildings and landmarks; they are the architects of society. They are kingmakers. That's what they do. But it, all it is is someone handed them the playbook. They yeah. didn't think shit. You know, they they figured out they fi- well, they thought they're conning some de- deity into giving them some free info, but we know that contract isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. There's always a price to pay. Always. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but- Since we're going down this rabbit hole anyway, let's run with it. Okay. Ducky, Ducky boys are really interesting, but we're touching on a lot of things that it's just about San Francisco and California in general. There's a lot of anomalies going on there we've seen early maps of what you would consider california as like an island peninsula that wasn't actually connected to the coast like you said you've got those um the mining systems that are in place the scarring that's everywhere i think at one point there was even a documentation with one of those maps that there were african tribes in california and they had a queen and i can't recall her name off the top of my head Listen to it on another podcast, but it's depictions of Africans living in California. Oh, the Russians. Russians have old maps that show part of Northern California, say something like Ruth Tartaria. <laughs> we, we, well, we have one of the most southernmost Russian trading posts on our coast, and they were here at least 45 years before the Spaniards came up the El Camino Real. So, yeah, it's it's a trip. Oh, God. And I think that's, just... that's, that's something a lot of foreigners wouldn't know, that it wasn't just the Spanish on the West Coast that there was the Russians arrived. And in America in general, there were Dutch colonies, German colonies. They were spread out all oh. across the Americas, and it was just the British that really kind of muscled it in and took everything over oh. in the long run. Yeah. Now... <sighs> You were saying back to the old maps and like how California was a was an island and stuff. I've heard guys talk say all all it would really take for California to become inundated with water again would be the Imperial Valley and San Joaquin Valley to actually just sink a couple inches in strategic areas, which would be like a natural levee break. That would allow the San Francisco Bay to push in and just cover even more. 
So I can totally see how that's possible. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big. A couple inches here, a couple inches there, man. It's going to let water do its work. Yeah, there's, there's multiple ways you could potentially do that with technology today. Even standalone tunneling techniques could do that, drop it a little bit. And then you take into account things like harp and earthquake generating machines. That, that old uh, James Bond movie with, uh, who was it? Christopher Walken that played the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, they totally like made blood in the Silicon Valley. So, yeah. So, it's it. At this point, with what's going on in California, do you think a lot of Americans would actually like it to be its own little island and separated? Do a escape from LA situation with Snake Plissken? Dude, I'm Californian. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it's. I think the vast majority of people wouldn't complain. I mean, really, I, you know, I don't know. That's a tough one. Me, I wouldn't mind it one bit, but I think all the Karens and everybody that would miss their lattes and (laughs) Kardashians, no, we can't. Yeah. But yeah, California, if everything slipped south uh, south of like where I live, I'd be cool with it. But yeah, it's the state is running itself into the ground. Bad, 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 bad. Like our wages are staying here and the rest of the country is keeping up with them, but they're like the rents are staying low. Whereas in California, the rents just keep going like $2,500 a month. It's crazy. God, sounds exactly like Victoria. We're often called the California of Australia. We've got the same kinds of issues. We've got rent. Like I live in regional Victoria out in the boondocks and the average like three bedroom house is anywhere upwards of $500 a week in rent. And wages have not kept up with inflation. And yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of the same issues that we have with, we see in California and all kind of comes down to socialist governments. I think the same thing, like you look at California, it's your big cities that vote that way and dictate what the rest of the state does. But you go 10 minutes outside of the city, it's a completely different world and a different uh, worldview on how the the state operates. Oh, I had a chance to go to Wisconsin a few months ago. It blew me away. Wages were the same here as in California. They had industry, technology, construction, all of it booming. And I'm like, I got back to California. I'm like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Because we have no no construction unless you're building modern day projects and, you know, shit like that. And it's all service industry. If you want to work in a store or a fast food place. <laughs> yeah. So you're fine if you're going to work at a Starbucks. You're just set for life. Uh, just dye your hair purple and just ride that wave. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Just stay off my wave because I go left. I'm a goofy foot. Right. <laughs> mm. um, just reheated instant coffee. I don't even go to these fuckers. I just use a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that Brought to you by Starbucks. <laughs> oh, well, like, 
Here they're really pushing for a cash cash cashless Starbucks. Where some places would like, no, you gotta use a Starbucks card pay. I'm like, oh no, fuck you, I'm out. Let's so. compare the pair then. Like Victoria and California seem like they're bosom buddies in the way that they're operating economically and socially. You just said that they're they're looking at doing contactless payment, no cash at all at Starbucks. We're starting to see that here in Australia where a lot of our McDonald's and like fast food places on the service windows, they've got the little tapless pay things where the person used to be, the person would take your order and you've got the screens and things everywhere. You can see very quickly it's going to become a a system of we only need the cooks in-house to cook the food and all the the servers, we won't be needed anymore. And then there'll be another five years down the track. Oh, we've got a machine that flips the burgers now, so we don't need them. Is it going that way faster in the States? Have you seen that for a while now? You know what? I, where I live, it, it's, it's a big push, dude. It's a bit, all the supermarkets I've seen around here, where I live, they've almost all installed all self-checkout. There's only two cashiers left. They just installed those new little things. Like if you walk up to something, they'll be able to tell when you open up the door. Uh, yeah, it's and like then not only that, but all over the place within a three. God, I'm so bad at metrics, dude. <laughs> a three mile square meter, uh, three mile square radius, dude. They built over thirteen and a half thousand new units, uh, uh, luxury apartments, thirteen fucking thousand. Definitely sounds like the 20 minute, 15 minute cities, doesn't it? Oh, no. Have you ever heard of Rosa Kiori? No. Okay, she was a city developer and planner. And she fought that uh, 15 minute city thing. Who was the nail? Is it kind of like that? It's called the Green New Agenda. She was totally. Oh, oh, did she she die of cancer recently in like the last couple of years? Yes, I do. Yeah. Died right when COVID started. And ironically, as soon as she fucking died, nothing but those fucking things are being built. I've noticed since COVID happened that that was like the perfect timing for them. When everyone was locked up in their houses, they put up 5G towers everywhere. They put up receivers on tops of buildings within towns. Even like the grocery store that you go to, like you said, there's probably maybe two or three checkouts left where the checkout chick will scan your, your items and put it through. There's... Everything's put in like glass cupboards now, cooled units. And I've noticed on them, I've opened up the doors and you look across and you run your finger across the top there. There's a pin. So there's an automated system so that if they need to lock the door, the pin will come down. You won't be able to open it. There's those fisheye cameras everywhere in every single aisle. There's cameras as you walk in so you can see your face as you enter the building. It's like they're setting up the Amazon store. And for the listeners who don't know, there's Amazon stores that are physical stores you go into where no one actually scans your items, you go in, yep. you take something off the shelf, and it instantly charges it off your card, off your debit card. Yeah. yeah. So and why else would they need cameras everywhere if they're not getting you ready for that? What, what, you know, what is so funny is, like, someone telling you what you can't buy with the money you fucking earn. Well, just wait till <laughs> I say, you've, you haven't spent your monthly allocation of your funds, so we're going to deduct it for the next month because you haven't spent enough. That's, what, that's like, 
Uh, see, that's what's cool about getting old and going gray during these times, dude. Uh, I shouldn't say <laughs> I'm 52. I feel really good, but like, I'll be able to pull the gray bearded fucking. Are you fucking serious? Type <laughs> what? You know, it's like you gotta be shitting me. You know, it's great. And like, it's so funny how many people just. Oh, dude, it's totally so convenient. Oh my god, my brother-in-law just does not carry cash. The longest time I've known him since he married my sister, does not have cash at any point ever. Everything he owns is digital. Like he doesn't have DVDs, doesn't have CDs, nothing. He's like, why do I need that? I've got a streaming service. I'm like, what happens one day when they decide uh, you've made a comment in public that's not good for the for the government and they just shut off your access to television and everything you want to watch? Like everything you oh, own that, is digital. That same thing with video games. You can't buy it. It's like you don't even own that copy of the video game. So they could shut you. You could be playing and they don't like whatever. Bam. Done. Sorry. Dude, but I bought the game. Well, you can't. No, you didn't. You're just basically renting it. Ah, the bastards. They got this already with renting it. Fuck. No. It's happening in every single facet of society as well that you can see what they're building up to. The you'll own nothing and you'll be happy is coming into existence very very quickly like cbdc's are starting to come into effect like australia's a lot of our branches of banks are dropping physical cash withdrawals from the bank so you can't go in and take money out anymore there's just going to be what's in the atm and that's it that's all you can get and eventually they'll phase out the atms altogether when my payroll comes in when i get paid i go into the bank i pull the vast majority of that shit out and every time I do, I do this shit on purpose because I know it pisses the cashiers off. I say, I want to pull everything out and leave only 30 fucking dollars in there. They have to get, they have to get approved by two or three people just for a two week pay period. It's like, are you fucking, well, I'm definitely not flying out of the country with this fucking paycheck. So what's the problem with you just giving me the amount? Yeah, your money too. But they're very quick to say that it's not actually your money anymore. It's the banks. They're just holding it for you, which is ridiculous. I had the exact same issue. I, was, I bought my 65 Falcon and I had to pull $15,000 out of the bank. And they had to say, we need a week's notice before we can take out that kind of money. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? It's I can see the digital, I can see the, the ones and zeros on my bank account. Give me the money. I'll have to get approval from a manager. Manager comes out. I'll have to call um Central and see if they can approve that type of money. They, why, don't you just, my, why don't you just transfer it to the person? I'm like, I don't want to transfer $15,000. I'd rather give I'd it to them in hand. I had that give me that shit for a $1,400 payroll check. It's like, what it's like yeah so but like you know it's okay this kind of ties in with the whole destruction rebuild and stuff and the ducky boys because you gotta look at that time when the ducky boys were rolling there in san francisco it was considered an enlightened time that stuff was being built and everyone was really looking forward to the future it's a great new happening we're doing this we're and then down kind of like what is happening again you know it's just like oh everything you know everything's going kind of good we're building up we're getting higher technology but when's that city fire come Ooh, i'm I'm interested to find out what matt from great deception podcast would say about it was there a uh a world's fair at any point 
after that in San Francisco or near to it? Uh, the World's Fair, I think it was 1926 World's Fair is the one they, I think they had two of them in San Francisco, but the 1926 World's Fair, I think it was, or maybe early, dude, they've got it. There's some dude in a hot air blimp that did a 360-degree view, like old-timey movie thing of San Francisco at that time. And it blew it. It's like, how the fuck did they build this shit? I, I'm sorry. Because, like, I've like, worked with stuff my, my, stuff my whole life, you know, a hand and hand tools. doesn't matter how fucking good you are and how, shit, how, how sharp your tools are. Doing shit by hand is hard fucking work. And like the beautiful work and the amount that they did, it's like that skilled, sh- you know. Yeah, dude. I think that's what detracts away from the argument a bit. People go, "Oh, people can do it." Or, "Yes, people can do it." You're absolutely right. People have the skills and the know-how, but it's the time it would take to do it. It's not a simple process of just getting your chisel out and carving an ornate um, door frame. That takes time. That could, in itself, could take a week of solid work by one. Um, one carpenter and you do yeah. that on a large scale for a city god it's going to take a lot longer than like six months to get something built well what i'm like this dude it's hard enough to find a laborer that can read a fucking tape major <laughs> i'm serious it, it, like okay nowadays you can't find it i mean back then i mean and the, they didn't have the fucking population like we did you know so you gotta ask yourself. That's because you blokes use the imperial system still. That's why you need to use a superior unit of measurement, the metric system. It's more precise. <laughs> Dude, I blew that off so bad in school. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, in Australia, we, because the boomer generation here used imperial. So my generation's the last group that was ever taught it. So we've, we're still using inches and feet at the same time oh. as using metric so it's a weird combination that's good though that's good brain work that's so good for the brain it's that's, good for division that's absolutely great for division oh, oh god i'm yeah i gotta see all my math dude i don't, <laughs> don't oh, that shit. i gotta see what i'm doing yeah oh here i got a good one for you i've got minor dyslexia and this is how my teacher handled my dyslexia she goes you understand the characters, you understand the story and what's going on, do you? I'm like, yeah, I totally, but I'm, she goes, well, as long as you're able to get through it and work through it and understand what's going on, keep doing what you're doing. To this day, I still flip, you know, numbers, letters and all this shit. But as long as I keep doing it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't slow me down. But like, it's so weird. That's how teachers handled shit back then. And yeah, I was saying, yeah, they're, they're far too concerned to ask you what your pronouns are these days. That's the problem. Oh. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> like, it was really weird because, like, I was at, like, I went to school with dudes that were, like, the, some of the first dudes that were to be put on riddling and shit. So that was really weird. So, yeah. Yeah. God, we can go down a rabbit hole with that as well. Riddling all the drugs that kids are on. Vaccines uh-huh. potentially be causing autism spectrum, which in itself lends people to be more susceptible to becoming transgender or identifying as such. 
you know, yeah, it, making someone so malleable, they'll do anything. That's, you know, it, it, well, it, it's, I, you know, I, I should have had, I feel, I feel bad that you have more information on the Ducky Boys and I'll get more and send it to you. But I think it's just a, but yeah, the whole school thing and the whole, the whole kids thing, it's just like, I, it, well, dude, I was a school custodian for quite a while. For a couple of years, well, this one little kid, Kay, started kindergarten. And Kay was a super cool kid, is a super cool kid. Super quiet, always helped out, you know. At the end of the year, Kay's mom comes up to me and goes, oh, man, you've been such a great help, da-da-da. So with Kay, she hands me this note card and I read it. Oh, Kay's transitioning. She feels like she's a boy. And according to her psychiatrists and psychologists, we should let her go with her being a, I'm like, oh, so you're listening to a fucking psychologist. You know, that's, I'm sorry. That just, I didn't say anything. I just, K is K. That kid is just K to me. But it's like, oh my God. It's just sad. Yeah. It's, that's the, the sad thing is that kids are caught up in a system that arguably, adults are pushing and and making happen because like if i was going to identify something as a kid i'd be a fucking ninja turtle right now i'd be walking around with a shell on my back a blue headband and katanas i'd be leonardo <laughs> and you throw into that kids who are on the spectrum who really grasp onto things and they have that they have yeah. their little niche and their focus dangerous combination very dangerous it, yeah it is it's 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 shattering their paradigm that they said they could have, you know? And that's, that's a, that's why I think we see people freaking out so bad. Like with some of those shooters and stuff is because they were told, Oh, don't worry. You know, it'll work out. It'll work out. And then eventually it does it. And they just snap. Oh yeah. Well, especially if they're as kids, they're more malleable and a lot more innocent that they, they honestly think they can be that because that's a wild imagination of kids. I think they can go that way. As soon as they go under hormone replacement therapy, physical medical transitions, they will get to an age where because they are still on that spectrum, it will suddenly hit them. It'll dawn on them. Holy shit. I've tried to become say a woman, but I'm not a woman. I'm a man and I've got an XY chromosome and I'm biologically male. It's because they're so so switched on and so smart in a lot of regards, it hits them like a brick, like a freight train, knocks them down and they, yeah, they collapse mentally. That's why you see such high suicide rates in these poor populations. Why? Uh, 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 yeah, you know, all all it is is for someone else's gain. That's the sad part. Yeah, I heard on a podcast recently that it was. I think the medical industry in the states, any single transition for a person can be upwards of a hundred million dollars that the medical establishment makes off that. Like any single uh. person. Wow, that's crazy. That's just absolutely... Because it's a lifetime of drugs. It's a lifetime of surgeries. It's a lifetime of psychology appointments. It's all compounding and building up. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, this is what I was wondering. People, you know, people are saying, you know, you should let your kid, if they want to become a little, you know, your boy wants to become a little girl, let them do the do the whole thing. If your little girl wants to become a boy, let her cut her tits off and start dosing with tests. What if you just say, Hey, I want my little dude 
to be a jacked motherfucker and you just start dosing your kid with straight up steroids, your little boy. I mean, that's basically the same fucking thing. You're just not turning him into a girl. You're just turning him into a fucking bane. You know? Yeah, you'd see that would be considered um, child abuse, wouldn't it? Like, what if your kid, another one, what if a kid came to you and said, um, I really want tattoos because I want to be a tattooed person? You do that, you're going to get arrested. Oh, yeah. That, that fuck, I just heard it. <laughs> a, a mini bane. That's hilarious. I just picture this little six year old kid walk around jacked like a brick shit house with a mask on. <laughs> My dad didn't want me to transition. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, well, you know what, I was thinking, like, okay, the whole transgender thing, to me, I almost think incel didn't work out as well as it did. You know what, incel, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that didn't work out and didn't have as many freakouts as they wanted, so let's transition over to the transgender thing. And see if we can get a little bit more of a flip out. Because, like, me, honestly, I equivalent to watching Silence of the Lambs. We all know what happened to Buffalo Bill. He wasn't a fucking trans, a transvestite. He was a fucked up crazy dude that Lecter told him he was a transvestite. And that's what fucked him in the head. You know, well, he told him, oh, no, you are a woman. You know? Yeah. You just, yeah, you are a woman. Go ahead. Just keep doing what you're doing. You'll become a woman eventually. Just wear people's skin. That's fine. Totally fine. Oh, 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 dude. Did you ever hear about necro pants? Is it, was that the, um, they had pants made of human skin? Yeah. Is this along the same kind of lines with the Red Shoe Society? Where they have, sh- like, I, made out of people's skin? I don't know the way. I almost think it's almost like a giant skinwalker ritual. Yeah. It, the, all this shit that's going away, it's a way to tra- trading your skin for something else or letting something else ride you. That's the way I look at it. You're just... Yeah. I, well, I, maybe I hit the hand, right? I think maybe hit the nail on the head there. It's um, when you <laughs> change who you are and you remove from yourself, you're probably letting something in. Something no. to wear you as a skin. Like if you're trying to change your outfit or who you are, maybe you're just yeah. making yourself more susceptible to other things that are out there. Well, it's kind of like supposedly in that realm. I don't fuck around with any of that. It's a tit for a tat contact contractual. You take, I mean, we get or whatever. We give, we take, you know, or whatever, yeah. however that yeah. works. It's like um, it, that guy that's... Um, Mr. Beast's little sidekick, that internet personality, who is a married man, the most masculine one out of that entire show, has kids, suddenly just comes out as transgender and has been taking hormones and is now a woman. It makes me think that was that a contractual obligation he had to commit to because they became so famous and now they had to pay that back? That's what I think. I think sometimes that's what it is. And we see these flip outs where we see these weird things going on is because a contract is fucking due and they don't know they're all fucked. Now I really got to pay. <laughs> you know, that, that's scary. I think, well, you guys realize who you've been dancing with, right? <laughs> well, yeah. When you've got the likes of Biden who says that transgender people are the image of God, there's only one God I know that's got tits and a dick. It's also got a goat head too. 
Yeah. But yeah, that good old Joe. I can't call him the press. <laughs> he comes out after a shooting and talks about ice, chocolate ice cream in a freezer like he's from oh, Jerry well, Seinfeld. That's a, we were talking earlier about gangs in New York. That's all, that's all it is. It's Tammany Hall politics. And people are so just like, hey, as long as I'm able to do what I'm doing, I'm cool with it. Just keep, you know, because you know about Tammany Hall politics and all that corruption back. Yeah, it's just crazy. And it's still like that. You know, have you ever heard of uh, the Dark Enlightenment? The Dark Enlightenment? No. Okay. It's, uh, it's a, it's basically tech tech-driven feudalism. So, it's where more or less the tech, well, it's more like oh. fascist bear, uh, baronism. Okay, yeah, I've kind of heard it as techno-feudalism, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, it, it's really interested, uh, interesting. Uh, they really want to bring back the feudal system. And that's that really goes in line with the 15-minute cities and how they want to drive everything back to the company store. You know, the old mining company yeah, store? Yeah. yeah, and that goes right back to the feudalism where the baron owned everything. And no one sees that. It's like, it's all the same thing, just different names. It's, it's just it, up- it, updating with the technology. And like, we might have had union movements in the past that were successful in gaining rights for people and people had little freedoms develop over time. But you look at our quality of life compared to like a medieval surf, we've got less downtime, more work than what they had. But we've got all these modern conveniences and life is so fantastic. Try finding fucking 10 minutes for yourself, let alone getting a weekend Uh off. Jesus, most people work three jobs these days. Uh, I refuse. I refuse. I re- I will live within what I make, and if I can't, I'll find something different. Because I, you know what? I'm not going to fall into that. I'm not going to fall into it, man. No, well, that's how they I'm... hooked people with consumerism, right? Oh, life has all these wonderful things available to you and all these freedoms, but you have to pay for it. Oh, you don't have the money. You need to go get another job. Oh, oh, now I now I can't actually take the jet ski out that I bought because I've got to work and pay it off. Oh, you know, and it just keeps well, compounding, right? So you got to pay them taxes for the registration. Yeah, just keep it a little bit simple. You don't need to have everything right yet. You know, no, get That's... yourself get yourself out of debt and just live. Don't, <laughs> don't well, you know? That's crazy. I know people that have zero debt and like zero credit, and like they have no debt they have no credit and like they can't get shit so you have no credit you know your credit history they're all due because i pay with everything for cash or i pay for this girl no sorry you gotta shit you gotta be in debt to be worth something come on that should tell you something right there yeah well it's like the same as um going back to rent you can pay a rental and be in the rental house for 10 20 years paying rent every single week on time up front uh, and that's not considered savings for when you're applying for a loan. You haven't shown that you can save money. Well, no fucking shit. I've been paying someone's mortgage my whole life. 
Yeah, dude. It's good, though. It's good. You know, as long as people have, keep having conversations like this and, like, the Telegram group and everything, it's going to be okay. It's going to get dicey, but it's going to be cool. You know, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the internet got away from them, and Sam Tripoli says it a lot, that it's got, they intended it to be this controlling thing, but they let the genie out of the bottle in a lot of ways, and they're scrambling really hard to get control of it now, like you see with this um, uh, Constrict Act or whatever the bill that's being put through in the, the States. I heard yeah. that's okay. Yeah, that, okay. See, they tested the waters with that a couple, well, they tested the waters were, what was it? Tw- what, what group said we could find you like $25,000? Some, some, uh, some social media group or like some like social media platform. Like, I can't remember. They oh, were like, wasn't it? Um, it was like a paying service. Um, yeah, yeah. PayPal. PayPal. PayPal yes. If you say something that goes against our company policy, we're going to find you. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and like everyone's all, oh, they're all, and like that was just like, uh, see, that's revelation of the method right there. Yeah, yeah, let's test out how people react to it and see what happens. What, like, yeah. <laughs> see how many people like us freak the fuck out about that and tell them to go kick rocks, you know? That's the other thing that they test the water with a lot, too, like. They're like, okay, we got to see how people are going to react to this. So. You, can, you can definitely see how they were setting up TikTok long-term to be the scapegoat for it. Oh, it's a Chinese-owned app. The, gov- the Communist Party has control of it. They're accessing your phone. They were saying that for years and no one paid attention. And now all of a sudden, you've got these world leaders coming out. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely need to get rid of TikTok. Mm, it's not safe. So you better get rid of your TikTok too. And while we're at it, Telegram's encrypted. So, you know, there could be domestic terrorists on those platforms. Um Facebook, Instagram, we're going to come down really hard on people. But it, 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 when they, I feel like they're also grasping. They're really grasping to try to, it, COVID, COVID didn't work well enough for them. So they kind of, they're all, fuck, we got to figure out how to do something. You know, that's why we keep seeing all this little tiny stupid shit. You know, it's, it's gumball psyops. It's like, wow, holy shit, that's all I get for nickel. <laughs> it's like and it's very reactionary it's like shit it didn't work what have we got left in the drawer let's try plan c uh that didn't work quick go to plan f yeah Skip or like things in between everybody freaked out about the whole bud light thing who the fuck cares you know be it this if hey i'm i don't care what they do if this person chose to do this for a year and they're a good person and everything's cool with what they did and they're feeling good about themselves and their life is going really cool and they're not fucking with other people, good job. Fuck yeah. You deserve to have a can with a face on it. If you do, you know, if you're doing the right thing and keeping your side of the street clean, fuck yeah. But if, you know, no one should give you shit for that. It, it, they just made a bigger fucking deal out of it than they should have. It's like one. It, you know, it's like when all that really burly shit with like those Chinese balloons or whatever the fuck they were. And like, it's like it, it, all this shit, all, you know, hey, hey, all this shit was going on. It's like, dude, there's there's so much weird little like I you, I can say one thing and I'll pop in my head. Wait, is that really Kevin Fetterman, the fucking governor? <laughs> Bro, they popped the cryo tank way too early on that clone baby because he's looking too way too good to be yeah, the, the old. Thing. 
they um perfected him a little bit. That's like the new version of him. It's like it's like yeah. the, the the memes are starting to become reality. They're realizing the economy's crashing. Release the balloons. But the other really cool thing about that was like how everybody was so calm about it. Yeah. When it like like the whole oh well, when people were like some government people were actually saying, well, we can't say it's not UFOs. There was no one was even freaking out about it. Everyone was super. It's like no, okay. So oh, well, yeah. could be aliens. Yeah, you're right. But no one gave a it, shit. Yeah, no one absolutely gave a shit because it didn't affect. It didn't make them feel uncomfortable until people start becoming uncomfortable. That's when shit will change. Yeah, okay. I, I laughed because I've been a conspiracy theorist like my whole life and started off down that UFO route like a lot of people do because you know it's fantastical and it's fun. And I ditched that recently in my <laughs> the way I view the world. But as soon as those balloons started popping up, there was like the, the odd few people that knew I was that way inclined. Like, oh, did you say that it could be aliens? I'm like, yeah, they're not aliens. If it was going to be aliens, they'd be landing on the White House or they'd have a big mothership above a city. <laughs> they're not going to be little things flying around that get shot down by, by like, anything, I, anything I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Maybe there are flying creatures like out of note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's flying yeah. squids and octopuses. That, and... Uh, fuck yeah, that was a good that. But that was a straight up total show on what's really going on too. Of like, it's it, it. That was yeah. That was an awesome movie, Brig. Yeah, it's like oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he it makes that, he he definitely puts a lot of stuff into his films that I think are happening and people don't really pay attention. Like um, oh. get out. Like the ability to, to like transfer someone's consciousness into other bodies. Like, God, that could already exist for all we know, right? Uh, okay, that's a scary fucking thing because the guy Bigelow that was hardcore into doing Skinwalker Ranch out first got rid of it. And got into more of human consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, and like, if you, I mean, like, I'm sure you listen to all the same stuff I have about the Skinwalker Ranch and this beat. They weren't fucking around with little green aliens. No, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was more, yeah. So, definitely had to do with like inner, just weird. Yeah, definitely not, definitely not. And like Bigelow, I yeah, transfer. I, fuckers know how to transfer consciousness. They know how to do all that shit already. Man. How else do they get their new clones up online? Someone's brain dead, and they just transfer it into a new body. It's like that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Sixth Day. How they put oh, their little now- eyes into a little uh, machine that downloads their memories, everything about them, and they just transfer it to a new skin. Do you know, this is what I heard. Okay, like when they clone Dolly. She was technically the age when she was born. She was technically the age of when they took the cloned cell from her. So even technically, like when she was born, her genes were like already at a timing rate of an adult. You know, so it's like, wow, God, it makes you yeah. want to so die quicker naturally. But you got to wonder: yeah. is the consciousness of it like an adult? Like if they put. They clone someone at the age 30 and they're a little baby. Are they a 30-year-old trapped inside a baby that can't talk or move properly? Imagine how insane you would go. You'd have to wait like three or four years before you could start to do anything or communicate properly. Might as well be a vegetable. 
Uh, that would be, that would, well, like, well, I can't go there because I'm, oh, God. Would you build a cube? Uh, no, would you? No, your brain's not set up at that point to do that. Your brains, your cortexes aren't set up for higher functioning and like talking skills and language. Yeah, it's not ready. So it makes you wonder whether it would actually fry the brain in humans if you had that consciousness and something that's not yeah. ready for it. It's like trying to upload Windows 19 to like a Commodore 64. <laughs> it's not going to work. The system will crash. Oh, man. Oh, God. Commodore 64. Dude, I totally had one of those. Yeah, that was what? our first computer, family computer as well. <laughs> yeah. I had one of these. All it did was come with this little keyboard that you plug into the back of the TV. And it'd say, it'd give you all of the code to write. And then you do the code and you'd make a couple cool sounds. You know? <laughs> that that that. That time of computers fucking sucked, dude. Black screens with black screens with green lettering fucking sucks. And we know, and we know now that they had computers like twenty to thirty years in advance, the whole time. Oh. And we were just oh. getting they they would they drip fed us digital technology. Absolutely, they did. What well, this is okay. They say that law of technology, how fast and how fast it innovates itself and help okay once you get to a certain point shouldn't that shit just start like multiplying 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 so it makes you really think like when you hear like i honestly think all the tic tacs or those ufos i think all that shit's ours yeah drones i think that's if anything that's like highly advanced drones yeah, I, I think all that stuff is ours. It's just all of our technology. And we're, you know, they say they say that the military is like 20 to 30 years in advance than us. You know, they're way ahead, way ahead, you know? So it's it's like, I mean, God, 30 or 40 years from now, what is that going to be like? Man, I feel pretty knuckle dragonish right now. I feel like a caveman in a lot of situations. It's going to be to- a lot more like magic. Yeah, well, that makes makes you wonder whether they're going to roll out a Project Bluebeam to control people because I don't think we've got the capacity to understand the technology as humans to a certain degree. Once it gets to a certain point, we won't be able to understand it. It's indistinguishable from magic. So why wouldn't they just flip the script and go, oh, no, aliens are here, and now the aliens are in control? Like, you look at a lot of the theories around Roswell. Roswell, there's some fringe theories that it was actually the communists, the USSR, that had captured technologies from the Nazis and they deliberately put medically grafted and changed and deformed young kids on a ship and crashed it to try and scare America into thinking there was an alien invasion. That was like very old school tech back then. Makes you wonder what they got now. They could probably have walking, talking, biomechanical machines that would look like what you think an alien is. Well, see, like, I, when you said that about Roswell and them bringing in fake bodies, well, not fake bodies, but real bodies, but just messed up, medically fucked up kids and stuff, I heard somewhere, and I read somewhere, I'll have to find it, but they actually got those cadavers from, what's that, Japanese, there was a Japanese, exper- like, medical experiment island that was really horrendous during mm-hmm. World War Two, I think it was. 
that they did horrendous shit there. They said supposedly the Russians, I think it was the Russians that took the kids and some of the people from there back to Russia. So I, I don't know. It's like, it, it, like when they were telling, I don't know. They, how, you're pretty fucked up if you're using live people for high altitude tests. Yeah, well, the, I can't remember the name of the <laughs> balloon program, but <laughs> the American Army in the forty, uh, the 50, late 40s and the early 50s, they deliberately went out and they collected prisoners that were on death row or on life in prison, expunged their records, put them on balloons, put them up into the high atmosphere, let them die, and let them fall back down to the ground. Oh, fuck. I it's never pub- heard about that. It's publicly disclosed information. I'll um I'll find the name of it. Let me put it down. <laughs> I was talking to Catalyst about it when we we're talking about um flat earth. Oh stuff. no. Where is it? Oh no. You're fucking dropping convicts out. Uh the forties and fifties inmates yeah, inmates were put onto balloons and, and just dropped from the sky to see <laughs> what would happen. Like, could you fucking imagine? Oh, I'm getting out early. Project Sunshine was the name. What a lovely name. Oh, that's. Uh, can you see the curvature? Can you see the curvature? curvature. Uh, his lifelines dropped. He was dead 20 minutes ago. He ran out of oxygen. <laughs> Send another person up. He might last longer. Tell him to hold his breath. Have you ever heard of the. I think it was something. Something Monster Project. And this was done in the 40s, I think it was. And they took kids with severe speech impediments and they did one of two things either treated them really nice or they were fucking verbally abusive to them for the way they talked and made fun of them and told and there's i'll try to find it and it's a it's something little monsters or something like that and it's an experiment that the government admitted to and it fucked up tons of kids and a lot of these kids turned into hardcore criminals like wow, how you? I'm, okay, I'm gonna go to work and yell at some stuttering kids today, babe. <laughs> Dick, are you? God, this and the amount of stuff that comes to light about these types of scientific projects and military operations that get disclosed that happen to average people. Where's the war crime tribunal? Like, why aren't people being held to account? Like, they might have died because it's so long after the fact. But there still should be reparations. Like you look at the the wave of serial killers in the states, a lot of that runs back to psychological operations of MK Ultra. There's a reason why the serial killer trend suddenly stopped because they stopped the operations. Oh, oh, dude, have you ever gone down that of like Project Phoenix? Yeah, it's um, Julia from Cosmic it, Peach does some great work around the serial killer stuff. Okay. And- everything like that but god it's 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 unbelievable they did that to their own citizens look into okay this is a good one you want to go down a creepy fucking one leonard lake and charles ing in ng is his last name these guys would like take couples and film them and make snuff films and all this shit and distribute them up in california and it was always played off like, oh, it's just two guys. No, they're fucking doing that shit for a crowd. They're distributing it somehow. Dude, there's a lot of fucking twisted, sick individuals here in Northern California. 
like that were just and like everyone thinks it's like normal it's like no bro there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers here that were like doing stuff especially like up in uh the tahoe area plaster county angels camp area dude just like that's where steiner killed those two girls and he even said he even made reference to other people being involved so it's like wow and steiner's little brother was kidnapped his his little brother was kidnapped back in the 70s by this other high profile child kidnapper is he is he any relation to rudolph steiner no 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 no. rudolph steiner's god that guy's a what was he a writer uh, he has a big, a big educational whiz. Um, very. No, 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 no. not Rudolph Steiner. No, okay, not, cool. Like that's not the Montessori guy, right? Uh very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Not Rudolph Steiner. No. 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 I. Fuck. I hope not, because I've only heard pretty good things about Montessori. <laughs> oh my god. No, but yeah, that whole serial killer. T- We could go down a really trippy one about that because I had an ex-girlfriend. Her brother was involved with rapes and stuff like that in the 70s and said he was never involved, da, da, da. He was in the military. He, yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck? And it was down in Marin County, too, at the same time. So, like, what the fuck? It... It's weird, and all these a lot of these motherfuckers all play Dungeons Dragons too. That's the scary fucking thing. <laughs> and it just clicked. It just clicked. Like the other day, I was reading something about it, and I remember my, my ex's brothers. Oh yeah, we used to play Dungeons Dragons all the time in prison. In prison? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. Way to escape the cells without actually leaving. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I. I, I definitely think the serial killers and all that stuff—it's it's just giant psyop. It's like the government has those dogs on a continual leash, and when there's time to let a boogeyman out, we got to do it. So let's yeah. leave one of the dogs. Let him go have some fun. Sometimes they get caught. Sometimes they don't. God. Yeah, it almost and, makes me think that it's like the the whole trans shooter thing is like their latest latest thing you're taking a a vulnerable small portion of the population who arguably have a a mental disorder which is body dysmorphia which is a medical recognized disorder that plus depression plus hormones they're taking plus antidepressants they seem like a really easy manipulated and radicalized group that I think is being weaponized at the moment because I think the last five prominent shootings in the States are either non-binary or transgender or yeah, attempted well, ones. It's, it used to be angry little white kids who were bullied too much in high schools. And now it's pivoted to a really weird type of classified shooter. Well, to me, what it almost looks like almost to me, it's a bunch of, Confused Fortnite players wearing skins. Yeah, that, that's what what it really is to me. It's like because like we had that one shooting on Fourth July where the dude was straight up all in drag, got caught in a dress. You know, 
and like I'm just like I play video games, you know. It's like, dude, this is like, because like when you see the whole trans thing, it's almost more anime looking and more cartoon looking. Look at that shit on the only video games where you see stuff like that are like Fortnite or like shooting games like that. It's yeah, where you, you buy and customize your character, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, they don't look like what if you were trying to be a woman, you would really try to feminize your features and you wouldn't want to stand out. You'd want to pass, wouldn't you? These people aren't passing. They've got bright purple hair, they've got a million and one piercings, they wear really outlandish clothes. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's 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 okay. It's kind of like one of the things about like I used to really like WWF wrestling and stuff like that. But when they really started bringing like the sexuality and bring more like sex into it, you got to cut because you can't bring violence and sex and put them together. That can fuck people up. When you start bringing sexuality into violence, and that's what's fucking happening. All over, we're just crossing the sexual sex and violencing, and making it normal. Yeah, well, even you know, look at what the damage that pornography did, like to young men, the way that they think women should be treated in the bedroom, because the only idea of what a healthy relationship is is they see some guy railing a girl and choking her, and they, they kind of warp their perception that that's what all women want. <laughs> so you've got this <laughs> disconnected generation where. First of all, it was sex was completely meaningless and it was violent and it was ridiculous. It was over the top. And now you've got where sex is kind of like secondary to completely changing who you are. And that's what the kick is. It's like a lot of kink fetishes that we see coming out. Well, it's not even... The, okay. I mean, this is me thinking about it. It's not even about sex. It's about that feeling that, that, that you're getting, not what you're getting. It's all about what you're getting. That yeah, time. it's completely egocentric. It's completely centered driven. It is like, well, okay. If you look at the the whole, like, look at porn, man. Click onto it, you're gonna see instant cuck. You know, cuckold. You know, the original thing of that was was when a dude was infertile and couldn't get his wife knocked up, and he wanted children. He'd have a guy get his wife. He'd be like, Bro, I need kids to work my farm fuck my wife get her pregnant that's how that's why that's what it was about at first it wasn't like fucking humiliate me tell me i'm a small dick (laughs) you know (laughs) it was about like dude we need kids and it's totally been changed now it's a total humiliation complete power dynamic thing where it's not even about having more people to help you get ahead of life it's about humiliating someone you're supposed to have fucking vows with yeah and even and even um it's not even about the ego in that situation as well like if you want your your wife desperately wants a child and you're unable to do so back then because ivf didn't exist that's a pretty big step for a guy to ask another man to sleep with his wife so she can get pregnant that's very um it was so important yeah yeah it's we got no, good intentions it. behind it yeah and there were, i mean like and that's how shit is it's a redefinition it's a redefinition so it's just like but still dude you're waiting fuck would i let somebody put the old face on my old lady nope that shit. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not <laughs> definitely. 
there's enough little kids that need to be adopted. Yeah, there's a, the amount of kids out there that are in homes that they shouldn't be and that are in government care that get abused. It's ridiculous. Oh, what you want to hear? Okay, here in the United States, our, we've relaxed child labor laws. So now, kids as young as 13 and 14 can work in industrial food plants and stuff like that. Fuck off, no way. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, some poor kid's going to have a workplace accident and fall into like a fucking wood chipper. Remember all those fucking Mexican kids that were coming across the border? Slave labor. Huge companies that said, yeah, we'll take care of all these kids, but we got to give them something to do. Put them to work in the factories. No one is talking about that. No one is that. That's where all the fucking kids are going. All, see, now that goes along with the whole reset thing, too. What do you start seeing a lot of in the old timey pictures? Kids fucking working in mines and factories. Yeah, because all the adults were fucking wiped out. That's why. Orphan trains and everything like that. That's just disgusting. Like in Australia, it's you can work and it's at 16, but you can only work so many hours a week legally. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they did. They relaxed that and they dropped the age. So you work way over the amount of time and you could be a kid. See, this is the other thing I don't understand. If you're 16 and working, you can't vote until you're 18, but you're still being taxed. You're being taxed without representation. <laughs> I do believe there was a little war over that one. <laughs> could you imagine that's- a whole heap Underage kids with AR-15s going to the White House. <laughs> Taxation without representation. Oh, what? Dude, that, just, that's all, almost all of them. Dude, I started working when I was 13, like during the summer times. And I got taxed. So they can be like, okay, wait, hold on. I got taxed for all those years. I want my fucking interest. I want my two bucks, bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, God, what if this is a pivot to actually giving kids representation at such a young age so that they can get the voting to go their way even more? It, what, it, it's tapping. It's pre-tapping a group to get to do the work for you when the vast majority of the other people, older people, told you to fucking kick rocks. You know, it, it's that's how I, I think what I... That's why they're trying to give all these kids, like... Like, dude, you you let your kid cross straight state lines to transition, but you won't let them drive a car or drink or smoke a cigarette. You know, so that's that's Gavin Newsom just said California is a sanctuary state for teenagers that want to transition for minors that want to transition. Dude, you cross state line with a fucking minor that's not yours. That's a fucking federal law you just busted. It's fucking kidnapping, right? Yes, it is. So he just encouraged kidnapping of children and bringing them to our state. It's like, and like you quite like that's where critical thinking, man, goes straight the fucking out the window. You, you tell people that they're all, well, no, people would never do that. You know, it's like, ugh, fuck. It's like I saw saw a video recently on Twitter of two young kids, a 15-year-old girl and a nine-year-old brother who'd been sexually molested by their mother and they were in state's care 
And the mum got some kind of motion put through the court where she was allowed to have them back. And these kids are kicking and screaming, saying, you're putting us back with a pedophile. She's going to kill us. And these court-appointed muscle men come in and drag these kids out. Well, the kids haven't been heard of or seen since. So it's like, you know these kids are going into a dangerous situation where they're going to be put in harm's way. Where's the duty of care? And like, where's the duty of care of these doctors that are doing things across state lines and doing things that other states are making illegal? Why aren't they making those connections of like, shit, majority of the American continent has made it illegal for to medically transition kids below a certain age. But hey, got to pay for my condo. Got 16 rentals that I need to keep up to date. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... it's it, you know, it, it's... We can't let it frustrate us. You know, you just got to sit... You know what? I think you just got to sit back and nod your head in agreement, even though you don't agree, and just sit back and go, okay, let let them do what they're going to do. They're going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. They don't realize it. Or if they do realize it, they don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? I think as, as hard as it is to watch like a lot of this stuff happen, I think it's going to spiral out of control very, very quickly. Yeah, you know, with ma- with massive impacts on people's well being long term, that's going to be the really, really sad sticking point. Uh, of all I, I, you will probably see that. You know, I'm not put. I don't put timelines on anything, but the way they're doing everything with with the dollar and trying to just push that, push that, push that. I could see the end of the majority of currency gone by the end of this year. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think maybe it, it starts to transition out this year. But like you said, I hate putting dates on things, but I could definitely see 2025 from that point on there being no physical currency left in the Western yeah. world. Well, things are going to get really dicey because like here in California, it's it's already, it's already been agreed on and it's going to go through, depends on when, reparations. $500,000 at the minimum. How's that going to be paid for? And how do you verify who's of a, a slave ancestry? Like, are the records that good? Or are people just going to tick the box and say, yeah, I'm African of descent, so definitely that's that, my family. That's, you'll see a lot of descent, and you can see a lot of bad shit happen with rights and stuff. I can see that. That's That's not good to do. You know, you can't, and like my whole thing is, if we're going to talk about reparations, First Nations people first. Yeah, well, there's something similar that's happening in Australia in regards to that. We're having, we have our own constitution and all people in Australia are considered Australians, even our First Nations people. Our Aboriginals never had a treaty signed with them like the Native Americans, so they don't have any reservations or anything like that. They're just Australian citizens. Now our left-leaning government's trying to push through a a referendum vote where they want Australians to vote on whether Aboriginal should be enshrined in our constitution and have a governing body, so a voice. So this governing body listens to the Aboriginal people and makes decisions. It sounds fantastic on its face value because, you know, our First Nations people have done it really tough through colonisation. We agree that, we understand that. But it's really being used as a way to manipulate and take away from these these vulnerable groups while at the same time 
pushing a UN agenda, which is about taking away land from people. Like there's a it's UN a, document that's about grab. take. Yeah. Yeah. Cultural power grab. They're going to use Absolutely. other culture to grab your shit. Yeah. And the, the problem is I've argued this with every single person I know. And I've got a lot of people within mobs in local tribes in the area that they agree with me that if it was just affecting Aboriginal people in Australia or our First Nations people, there shouldn't be anyone else voting on it. White fellas shouldn't have a say in it. It should be oh, just yeah. a vote for Aboriginal people, whether they want it or not. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Yeah, that's the way it should be. If it is for the f- Aboriginal First Nations people, that should be the only motherfuckers on that board. You know, they should and them only. There because- should not be one motherfucking white person or one other other person on that thing. Well, here's the problem. If you have, um, say, all the Aboriginal people in Australia, they vote along with all the white fellas in this country. Let's pretend 80% of Aboriginal people don't want that recognition and constitution, but the overwhelming majority of white people push it through. Well, you're not actually listening to their voice. You're just telling them what they're getting. Well, yeah, well, that's that's like, uh, who said it is? Well, it's uh fucking the Unabomber and uh Malcolm X both said it. The biggest threat to America is an entitled white kid that has never struggled in their life. Who thinks they're doing the right thing for people. Yeah, that think that they could solve your problems. I think that's one of the big things is well if they're net I've I've I mean, I was homeless for a couple of years and I've got out of that situation and all that shit. I'll tell you, I've never seen one homeless person on or ex homeless person on a big board about how they should do shit or anything like that. It's always been people of education or whatever. No one was best for these people. You know, it's like, mm, you should maybe get people that were there and made it out to do it, you know? And I've also seen that talk with like college educated drug counselors and then street educated drug counselors. Motherfuckers do not get along, man. You'll see a lot of them, you know, because, you know, one's been taught one way and one's been taught the other way. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, argument to watch when they have a good discussion about it, you know? Yeah. Um, in education, we've got the same thing where you see, lecturers at university who teach a education course they've never actually stepped foot in a classroom in their life they went straight from their degree into a master's into a doctorate now they're a lecturer or you see people that come out to schools that upskill and give professional development to teachers and then you ask them questions where they've never actually taught themselves but they're being paid twenty thousand dollars to teach you the new approved thing in education it's the book smarts versus street smarts you can't trump experience in anything oh no no you know that's i I would, that's kind of like I was having my conversation with my boss about that because I'm like, you know what? You've been doing this job for how many years? You're a professional at what you do. It doesn't matter. You're doing it. You know, you do a good job. You're doing it well. You know what you're doing. You're manager. You're a professional manager. You've been doing it for so long. It's basically like you went to school for it. You know, so and, and like in a way, I guess if you do a job for more than five or six years you're considered a professional at it. And I've been in a couple, like, I had to do a court case one, not court case. I went to court with my brother one time because he was a witness for a roofing, you know, 
we, we used to do metal buildings and, you know, corrugated steel. You know, you know about, you know about that mm-hmm. good stuff. Right? Yep. And my brother told how, you know, told the lawyer how, you know, the application of everything from the insulation to the mastic. And the guy said, well, dude, you know, you have, you you have no education on this stuff. And the judge turned around and asked my brother, how many years you've been doing this? My brother said, I've been doing this for so many, so many years. The judge said, he's a professional. He's been doing it over this year. So you, you know, and overruled it right there. So it's like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to handle that. Great. You can't, you can't beat that. That's uh it's good no. that there's some aspects of society which recognize it because the, uh, the degree in the piece of paperwork has been pushed for so long. There was a, <laughs> a TikTok of a, a Gen Zia saying how they love that their boomer generation parents, um, they worked hard. They got everything they wanted. They got the house. They got everything they needed in life. And they try to do it and they can't do it because the world's against them, which I kind <laughs> of agree. I kind of agree in some respects because education has been pushed as the be all end all which I think we're starting to come back in that in culture now where people are starting to go back to more trades and having experience in more than one job to try and boost their, their opportunities. Yeah. So that's okay. That's really, cause like, that's really strict. Cause I've never talked to someone from another country, another continent about that. So it was really heavily pushed in Australia there too. Yeah. Yeah. Get trades, get into education, learn for yourself. So it's a, a whole, not just America thing. It was like, a- I think it's a middle class blue collar type of a thing that parents Correct. always want their kids to do better than they did. So the majority yeah. of our, my generation's parents and like yours as well, they were probably all working class people. They either had a trade or they worked in a factory or their mother was a seamstress or she worked at a hospital, something that was lower class work or would be deemed lower class work. So naturally yeah. they push their kids to do well in school, reach for the stars, go to university, get a good job. That's what they push for. But now the market is saturated in those people with the same skills. Yeah. 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 I, okay. Where I used to live, my roommate's daughter came home from college and she was flipping out because she was going to be making at her profession. She found out what the average worker would be making at starting wage at a in and out burger, which is like 20 bucks. She instantly, I was like, no, that's not the way it worked. Just, you know, you want to have to do a little bit of time before you start making that money. You know, it's, so. it's staggering. I looked at um, early on in my career, cause I'd been to the States when my early twenties and thought, Oh, maybe I could go work in the States as a teacher for 12 months and do like one of those job role swaps where, a teacher from there comes and fills my job and I can go do this. Yeah. And the wage I would be making in an American school, I could earn more being a manager at a McDonald's in Australia. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, drastically it, it, underpaid professions over in the States. Oh, it's, it's, well, I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a real dick, but like, okay, there's a thing here in the States. Like when you become a cop, they look for specific type of people. It's almost like that with teachers. They look for a specific type of person to become a teacher and they draw that person in. The vast majority of teachers we have here that I've seen and that I've worked around 
are a shoelace away, a broken shoelace away from a fucking breakdown. That's how just it just out of it they are. It's just it's like wow and holy shit. Okay, I guess you went to college and you're a teacher, but man, you're you're fucking loonier than a bed bug lady. <laughs> Reflection of the university systems over there, I suppose. Then. Oh. So it's, it's a degree. It's, it's here. It's the same thing here. Like all the new teachers you see come through uh, a lot of milk toast um, woke generation. <laughs> milk toast. <laughs> and yeah, there's like the attrition rate in teaching here. I don't know if it's the same over there. Like three out of five teachers leave within their first four years in Australia. Yeah, like, like here. Yeah, the first. It's the first three or four years they usually bounce out. They don't even make it that long a lot of times. And then, like, what they do here is they'll do their teaching for enough time, and then they'll get in, like, before they retire, they'll try to get into an administration. Mm-hmm. The last few years of your uh, of of your work history go to your pension. So if you're just if you're just a, a teacher making seventy eight thousand dollars a year and you become a principal for those last two or three years principals here make over 200 grand exactly yeah same here they, they earn in excess of a hundred thousand dollars a year Wait, yeah, they, and then and like what i didn't know about it until i became a custodian fucking principals get bonuses up to three times a year for for student performance in their tests jesus i don't think ours get that um in our in my state, in our education system, principals, they have a very high wage, but they have to pay their own superannuation. So their own retirement fund, they have to pay into that out of their gross sum. So yeah. It's, yeah. So it's a little bit different, but Jesus, performance-based pay, there's a lot of people argue for that. That'd be a really great thing. It would weed out the um, the week from the, the chaff. That's what oh, yeah. we're doing. Yeah, perform it, but yeah, like, but like with these guys making like over basically 200 grand, then getting bonuses for how well, well, bonuses for how well the students do in tests, your attendance traits, and all that other stuff. It's absolutely crazy. And it, 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 like, then also the unions are so screwed up because they have the custodians bunched in with the secretaries, which we shouldn't be, because then we get into fucking squabbles about, do our pay rates and, well, used to. I'm no longer a part of that shit. No, won't be. <laughs> uh, all I can say about the public school system is uh, come friends with your custodian and your teachers and show up anytime to a school and walk around because that's your school. You know, that's your school. You know, you can show up any fucking time you want and see how it's run. They don't like that at all either. No, definitely I'm, not. It's, oh, kind yeah. of like, it's kind of like this hidden thing. They're very, very guarded as to what they want the, the community to see. But at the end of the day, they are the community. Like the school's supposed to represent like the best of everything that's going around, right? Oh, it, hey, it was you know what? It was an awesome job being a school custodian because you know what? You could be a stable influence every day for some little kid. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Go up every day. You're a good person. You have a smile on your face. Try to say something good to them. Or if they get out of line, you be cool about it. Kind of check. But other than that, you know, you just be a stable. You know, hey, there's at least one cool person. Yeah. You know, 
Awesome, Mike. Even though we went down like 50 different tangents and <laughs> spoke about all this different stuff, this was great. Um, I'm going to have to definitely look up some more about our the little ducky. Aussie connection about the Ducky Boys and look yeah. further into that. But I think you've started something for this podcast that I'm really enjoying. I've just enjoyed having a chat with you first time I've oh. met you and we've had this awesome conversation. Oh. I think I might have to call this a conspiracy chit-chat and put it open to other listeners. So if you're a listener who have enjoyed my content, and you would like to have a chat with me about something, reach out to me and we can set something up. Hell yeah, dude. That, dude, it's, it, this was, thank you for inviting me, man. This is great. I've been listening to you all, for a while on your podcast and all the stuff you've been doing and all, all the information's been great, dude. Everything's been out of the park and just, man, just keep doing what you're doing, dude. Just, but I will recommend check out that movie Ravenous or Throw Up Peach's Way or Yellow Jackets. You'll like that one. So. Will do. Awesome, mate. Thanks for coming on and joining me today. The conversation was fantastic and I'll have to catch you on the Telegram chat. All right. Thank you very much, Drew, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, my brother. All right. Bye, everyone. Hey, everybody. It's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.